This is Millie Weaver. You're watching the Millennial Millie channel on YouTube. We are joined by Tori from Tori Says. She also uh, is a radio host on Red Talk Radio, so you should check her out on her radio show sometime. But we're going to be talking about what Trump should do regarding the coronavirus and the economy. I mean, there seems to be this debate going on across the nation right now. Should Trump just keep everything on lockdown, make the economy go at a standstill at the detriment of the economy, or some people are arguing we should just open the economy back up because the economic disaster that's going to result because of it is going to be even worse than what could happen with the coronavirus. So, Tori, I'm going to ask you uh, what your take is on this. And then later on in the show, after we go into some of the details and the updates that we want to give you guys, we are going to be looking at the chats on the YouTube feed. So we're going to take some questions from you guys as well later on. So, Tori, what do you think? What should Trump do about the coronavirus? Well, first of all, I was throttled by Twitter who can't seem to send me a text message to verify that I'm me. So I've been restricted off Twitter because I figured it out. This whole thing is an impeachment thing. And I realized it when I got in touch with friends, you know, I did go to medical school and I have a lot of scientist friends. When I realized that the tests that they were doing for COVID-19 for this coronavirus are not in, of course they're not in house, but there's no actual results results except for a report. So nobody actually gets to see what this coronavirus is supposed to look like and what kind of tests they're doing. Now, um, from what I gathered from today's presser and from what, you know, Burks has been saying, they're conducting genetic assays, which obviously take, you know, a while. You can't, you know, pull out genetics and PCR and, do all that you have to do, which is, you know, use your little centrifuges and separate and run it. You can't do it. It's too tedious. So that is curious because the only time I saw that happen was with H1N1 hmm. where, where you only got a report and you didn't get like, Oh, they were this much or it was tighter to this point or whatever. And I'm talking technical stuff, but that's kind of like saying, here's the result. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, weren't you saying that basically instead of the doctor administering the test, seeing the result, then logging the result and sending that off to the CDC so that the CDC could track all the cases, it's different. The doctor does the test and they just send it off to the CDC with the doctor never seeing the result. Then later, the CDC knows the result. Does this and then the CDC? I'm sure tells the doctor at Correct. some point. But Correct. how do we know? Is there anyone cross-checking the CDC? I mean, no. And that's what's bizarre. And the reason I I started asking those questions to friends that are at various hospitals around the nation, but also overseas, was to see if I saw the same thing happening outside of the United States. And it's happening in the United Kingdom. It's happening in Sweden. It's happening in Germany and it's happening in Italy. So for some reason, they're secretly conducting these tests and providing results. Now, what was more alarming for me is, is that I have a lot of sources out in Milan, which is near the area of this ground zero. And, 
you know, I've gone with friends and reporters and doctors. And here's the bizarre thing. All these people are dying, but not one lament. You know, in northern Italy, when someone dies, they do like this whole wailing session. It's like a thing, you know, where they wail. I haven't seen one widow. I haven't seen one, you know, funeral, you know, procession. These people are supposedly out in their balconies and all they're seeing is people in suits, you know, walking around every now and then and maybe a bat, but they don't know who's dying. They, it's not their neighbor. So, you know, you know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people, I don't know anyone directly affected by the coronavirus that died. And then we're well, in small you know, places I, I, in Italy. Tori, and they I have seen some articles. I mean, we've seen some posts. We've seen some articles. Um, I believe it's very likely that there are people getting sick with this virus. I mean, I, I don't think that that's some, co- you know, conspiracy. You're not saying that, no. you know, they're making that up, right? Um, I'm not saying that they're making the virus up, right? Because it seems to be very highly specific, especially when they're asking people to go get tested to see if their blood can help eliminate it. I know this is a bioweapon. We know this is a bioweapon. And right now, the media has not only thrown us into a frenzy, but all the other nations around the world. And to be honest with you, if social distancing helps, then why hasn't it helped for the flu? Why are the flu numbers still going up? Why are we having, you know, up to date, we have 22,000 dead from the regular flu and, you know, no one did any social distancing and shutting down the government for that. Mm -hmm. And so the concern that I have is, is that no one has seen any of these funerals because they're saying, they're saying seven and a half thousand people died in Italy so far. Do you know what the average rate in Italy for daily deaths is? It's 10.6% for every thousand people and there's 60 million. So that's an average of 6,000 people a day die in Italy. Mm -hmm. And we have seven and a half thousand dying from COVID-19. Okay. So that, that seems to be an increase then. Well, if daily is, well, from their daily, well, in total, they're saying seven and a half thousand deaths. Okay. So that's over what? Four weeks when daily they have 6,000 deaths. So I'm like, what if they're laundering deaths? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Well, we know that Italy has a more liberal way of inputting their deaths and their data. I mean, if you had COVID-19 at the time of your death, they'll just blanketly say you died of coronavirus when they won't necessarily rule in. Maybe you were already stage four of cancer. Or maybe you had some serious underlying condition that you were already terminally ill. So, you know, it's not really fair to say that, you know, COVID-19 killed you per se, but it might have contributed (laughs) contributed to your death. Right. So they're a little bit more liberal on the way they report their deaths than other nations. And that's why we're seeing that that jump there. And and also Italy's population, you have a ton of people that smoke. You have a very large elderly population. They've got a lot of old people there, um, a lot of obesity problems. So I can see why they might be having a higher number. Well, the thing is, here's the thing. I learned this in medical school when we had gross anatomy. No one ever dies from what they had. It's always heart failure, right? Your heart gives Mm -hmm. out, right? If we put it down. So the question is, How do we find out, was it really coronavirus or Mm -hmm. did they just have antibodies? Because right now it's been around since the fall 
you know, regardless. And even Oxford came out saying, well, you know, about half the world's population has been infected. You could have it. I could have it. We had a coronavirus party. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We could have it. But it could be that we're not having symptoms because we drink alkaline water and take our vitamin C and wash our hands. You know, that's that's one of the things I'm hearing from so many different just people like friends, associates, family, like I'm hearing everyone say, I feel like I probably already had it a couple weeks ago or even a couple months ago. Like there's people saying they feel like they've already had it. They had something similar, but it was more mild and then they just got through it. And it's very possible that there's a lot of people that have already went through this and didn't even know. I know that uh, when Governor Mark DeWine Mike DeWine in Ohio first started initiating emergency declaration orders. He said that, you know, when there were only a handful of cases in Ohio, that it was likely that already 150,000 Ohioans have been exposed to COVID and might have it at the moment. So, so many people don't even have a bad reaction to it that, yeah, it's likely been floating around for quite some time. Right, Tori? Yeah, no. And that's the thing. No answers. So let's look at the facts, right? What facts do we have? Absolutely nothing. Like, we have no facts. You think China's going to tell you, oh, yeah, you know, I released a bioweapon and it killed my own people like this. You think they're going to tell you that they're at a disadvantage? They're not going to tell you. No, they're they're literally scraping their citizens off, dragging them down the street, hauling them off in vans to try to silence them when they try to speak out about it. So we can't trust anything China says. Right. I mean, we can't so even can trust we- their data. Right. But what about Turkey? They weren't testing until now. And they were like, we're totally fine. And it's like 98 tests, one positive. And it's like, are they going to tell you? No. Is Russia going to tell you? No. Is the European Union going to tell you? No. Is Africa going to tell you? No, because they are all scared. They have no idea. They're probably thinking, did someone really go there and release a bioweapon? Okay, so so let's get to uh, statistics here and, and let's look at some of the data. Because that's really where we're going to be able to find the stories in the data. Mm-hmm. So a very recent um, analysis of fatalities by age for South Korea, China, Spain, and Italy indicates that, you know, the vast majority of people who are dying from the coronavirus are 60 and above. I mean, some of the people in the 50 age range are a little bit more at risk. Looks like, um, uh, let's look at uh, even the most, the worst one, China, which they're not that great, had a 1.3% death rate. Uh, What? Italy had a 1. Spain had a 0.54 death rate. (laughs) So... I mean, it's pretty low, but then when you look at the elderly, okay, so let's look at the 80-year-olds. So in Italy, the 80-year-olds had a 20, 20% chance of fatality. Spain, 17. China, 14.8. South Korea, 10.4. All right, let's look at the 70 through 79 age group. South Korea, 6.22. China, 8. Spain, 5.2, Italy, 12.5, and then the 60-year-olds, it drops down in South Korea to 1.5%, China, 3.6, Italy, uh, 3.5. And then when we get to the even younger people, I mean, it's not even statistically worth mentioning the younger age groups because it is so anonymous. I mean, the, the people, the deaths under 10 are non-existent. 10-year-olds to 19-year-olds, I think, a 0.2% 
chance. I mean, it's so low statistically. Uh, and, and if you look at the majority of the working class in America, that's probably going to be the 18-year-old's you know, through 49-year-olds. And even the 49-year-olds, it's a 0.3%, 0.4% chance. I mean, it's so low statistically that there would be a fatality in those age groups. So, Tori, the reason I'm bringing up this data here is I've kind of got my own little theory here. So, we, have, we have the economy hanging in the balance. And mm-hmm. there might be more deaths if we have a complete economic crash than by COVID-19. It's possible, okay? But if we were to institute what I think is the solution here, I think that we could save both the economy and save lives. So my idea and my solution is we should actually keep the uh, quarantine and the stay-at-home order for the 50 and above age group. That is the vast majority of the people who are going to experience significant uh, results or bad reactions to coronavirus and the group that has the highest rate of fatality. Not to say that there are, aren't younger people. Yeah, they're few and far between and very rare occurrences, but that happens with anything. That happens with a flu. That happens with a virus of any kind. I mean, people die of the flu all the time, and it's just some random thing. I've heard of young people dying of the flu, but... This seems to have even less of a chance of young people or babies dying. So it seems that the smartest thing to do would be allow the young people to go back to work while practicing good hygiene standards, while at the same time quarantine the 50 and above age groups. And young people, Americans need to know you need to be practicing really good hygiene at these times. And you got to put off visiting grandma. You got to stay away from the elderly people. And if you are going to be someone who's a caregiver, then you yourself should be quarantined as well. Okay. And if you're going to be somebody who's delivering food or supplies to elderly people, you need to be very careful and exercise proper hygiene and the same standards that many of the nurses have to exercise. So I feel like you could have a win-win here. We could turn the economy back on. A lot of people could get back out there in the workforce, young people while at the same time keeping the elderly safe. Right, Tori? Yeah. I mean Right, no, I agree. But let me let me let me let me just put a high edge that that is a perfect plan. That's something President Trump should do as well as take power away from those damn Republican rhinos and Democrats. But I want to take it a step back. Let's go back in time to impeachment. I mean I mean one more thing Tori. I mean think about it. The 50 and age, 50 and up age group, okay? Fifty-year-olds, mm-hmm. it's kind of, eh, but they still have a small chance. It's not that's even a majority as big as the of your doctors too. The yeah, okay, fifty fifties shaky, right? But they're not. I mean, sick. Th- it's not as likely they're going to have a bad reaction as the sixty-year-olds. Okay, but most of the sixty-year-olds are already retired. There, uh, many of the elderly people are already on Medicaid and on government assistance or retirement or whatever. So I don't feel like that's going to have as bad of an economic uh, reaction to just make those people follow the quarantine and stay-at-home orders and make the regular general young population of people be able to work and just still have uh, cancellations for big giant gatherings, big protests, big music concerts, things like that, but allow uh, the level of economic uh, flow that would be necessary to maintain the economy. Right. No, you're right. 
and, and I agree with you that if we wanted to start opening up for shop, we need to tell the people, all right, um, you're over 50. If you're, you know, a necessary, you know, uh, you know, worker, you know, you're in the hospital, whatever, you can get a waiver um, if you're not sick. Right. And if you're over 65 and you're on Medicare, just stay home and we'll send you whatever you need. You get free deliveries from all your supermarkets. Exactly. Right. Fine. And there's That's already the college groups. Did you know that there are already college students who have set up these groups and organizations where they're working to deliver food to the elderly people that are homebound and that can't come out and that are at risk. So they're wearing all the protective gear and sanitizing everything and making sure that they can kind of deliver food and necessities uh, under the most clean, uh, <laughs> sterile environments to the elderly so that the elderly can still function and be taken care of. So, I mean, more things like that need to be developed, I think. Yeah, no, but that's that's talking a solution based on the facts that are circling right now, uh, circling us. But I want us, and I want everybody who's on, I'm like looking at the messages to see yeah. if they feel the same way. It exactly. was like right after impeachment failed, coronavirus came into the picture. Yes or no, right? Well, Tori, and, one more thing. What is your solution? I mean, what do you think Trump should do? Okay, what well. What should Trump do? Okay, so he can't do what I want him to do. Because if he does... They're going to start the Amendment 25, you know, a whole song, which they've already started, right? Because he knows what's up and he can't even admit what's up. Because if he admits what's up, then everyone's going to be pissed. And this is why I'm going to say it. And because it's mathematically impossible what they're telling us. Like, I actually have knowledge on this. I'm telling you, looking at the statistics, right? And looking at the codon shift, which is the genetic changes, it went up to 17 base points. The only time you have a codon shift is if the virus has targeted the correct target and mutated, which means that it's a specific genetic target that it goes for, specific strain, and we have 17 of them. And to have a 17-point divergence, that's a huge thing. And I know a lot of this is going over people's heads. But for me, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. How do I compare it? Like, for cars. It's like saying the difference between a 2.4 liter engine and a 5.6. For guys that know muscle, that's like a big difference for you and me. Well, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm completely dumb when it comes to it. It's like, does it run? Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, so, so what does that mean? Like, can you kind of sum that up for people who, you know, aren't really biology experts? Yeah, so, you know? so, so okay. So the way this is RNA. So RNA is something that your DNA makes when it wants to give a message to the factory in your cell to make stuff. So this comes in as RNA and it just says, all right, here's what you're doing. And it totally bypasses your brain that says, I'm going to give the order. It's like someone cutting the line, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and <laughs> going in and saying, oh, yeah, I don't want cheeseburger and fries. You're going to make me a duck burger when duck's not on the menu. So it's just doing its thing. Well, it has a long tail in the chain of adenine. So adenine is a... Is a, is a molecule that is used in, uh, with DNA and RNA. The difference is, is their shape and, you know, their, um, you know, the actual things that make it up. So, like, we have thymine in DNA and uracil in RNA, which is a difference. But adenine is the same. It has 33 feet, meaning 33 A's in it. That is like, um, like cream 
in your co- in in the base to make like a coffee ice cream or chocolate mint, right? It's like a base. This is why coronavirus and this specific strand is so highly able to be designer. And what I'm seeing is is that the codon shifts that I'm getting from the website where they're giving all this information from the different nations. I saw South Korea is like flat. It was just one strain. China just flat one strain. When you get to the U.S., Belgium, South America, dude, that stuff is off the hooks. Brazil had a 14 base change. That's like taking up pretend, and this is not the way it works, but just to visualize. Yeah, so it's, it's mutated and several times. Them. Yeah, right, right. So that's that's the whole problem. You know what I'm saying? That for me as a scientist, I'm like, yo, because I know this stuff. This isn't right. This looks like biowarfare on steroids. And this is why all the nations of the world are starting to be like, all right, no one's telling me what's up. All the information looks like rubbish. The death rate is really low, but everyone's panicking. Even Trump has shut down everything. You know, the economy economy is in free fall. Could you imagine being the president of some place like Congo? You'd be like, damn, where is it going to come from next? It's not a bomb. It's a bioweapon. And half of these leaders of nations have no idea what's going on, but I could tell you what I think is going on, okay? I think our nine, you know, think back to the Russia hoax. How many nations were involved in trying to impeach the president through this Russia narrative? You know, Tori, I'm just, I'm simmering on what you were saying, and, you know, as far as a bioweapon goes, that just feels it feels like that's what's happening. I mean, the amount of response, it is. if it were something natural, I just don't know if there would be this response worldwide. But think about it. If maybe the governments know there's some kind of a bioweapon going, thing going on, this is biowarfare, then I can see why they're saying this is like a war. This is wartime. This is why we're in a state of emergency. And we already know that it just seems so fabricated, all of these videos going around on social media showing like, you know, oriental people eating bats and it's shock value, right? So Everyone's shocked. So They're dumb. like, oh my gosh, bats. And then they say, oh, look, it came from bats. Bats, you know, is for what vampires, coronavirus sure. came from, right? So well, it seems like that seemed a little bit contrived, you know, all these bat videos going viral. And then, okay, everyone's saying, oh, the, the coronavirus came from bats. Meanwhile, aren't there biological engineering factories in Wuhan? Okay, so here's the thing. We have to think of what every, what nations are actually saying officially, right? So China said that the U.S. Army deployed this bioweapon in China, right? Mm-hmm. Correct? And they're yeah. like, oh, it's an American thing released. And then we're saying, no, nope, you released it. It came from Wuhan because we know it came from Wuhan. But who mm-hmm. released it in Wuhan? And here's the thing. Think. If the globalist cabal really is at threat, which they are, and they know time is up, right? Because the people are now accessing information. They punish China. I believe it. They've probably punished China for not sticking to their plan. You know, because China has 20% of the world's population. 20%. That's like 20% of anybody on this planet is in China. That's a big amount, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe, I personally believe, that yes, somebody from the globalist cabal released the virus to punish them because it happened. Just well, after you know, we also the hear deal. the elites, though, Tori, talking nonstop about we need to depopulate, depopulation, depopulation. I mean, Bill Gates has said that numerous times. They give their lectures. He's the one that and, paid for it too. Yeah, and and does what are his ties to all of this, Tori? 
Well, it's the crown, obviously, the royals. And did you hear about Prince Charles getting COVID-19? I did, I, yep. Remember how I said it was highly specific? It has a special taste. Have you noticed? Have you seen the people being confirmed? Very specific tastes. But um, he actually was funding the coronavirus research and vaccines. But here's the thing. Coronavirus looks just like HIV. Did you know that? Yes, I, I've okay. heard a lot of that. Yes, that it, well, in a way designed. it mimics and it comes like it'll hide in your immune system and pop back out, which kind of makes sense for the symptoms that people have been describing. People have described that they'll have it and then it'll kind of go away and then it'll come back up worse and then it'll go away and then come back really bad and then they die. So, well, well, the, 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 the thing with the coronavirus is it is that it's very adaptable and it can learn itself because viruses just like your immune system can learn and your immune system is educated in your gut and then goes to school in your spleen like that's actually the graduation course right now this Hence virus probiotics so, by the way right? I, I will say this right. i went to cpac i've been around a lot of people um anytime i ever felt like I was getting sick or anything. I just popped a bunch of probiotics and I felt great. <laughs> and literally, this goes for anything though. Whenever it's the cold season, I just take probiotics hand over fist and everyone around me is getting sick and I don't. Which when I don't take the probiotics, I kid you not, I am like deathly ill. Okay, so, and, the, and I'm gonna tell you, I swear to you, these probiotics are the probiotics at the InfoWarsStore.com, the Flora Life Probiotics, 50 billion cultures. Alex Jones researched that all out and got the best, highest quality supply of probiotics, okay? I live by these probiotics. I've been giving them to my mom, my other family members. When they t start telling me, oh, I feel sick, my stomach's upset, or I think I ate something bad at a place— Take the probiotics, boom, you feel better. It's amazing. So make sure you guys go check those out. Seriously. Yeah. No, no, no. And I agree. And, you know, I went to medical school. Don't practice medicine. But what is up with all these physicians? Have they just suddenly forgotten, like, immunology 101? First thing in immunology is viruses cannot maintain in an environment with a high pH. Like, the first thing you want to do is drink water that's highly alkaline. That boosts your immunity and it causes an environment where viruses can't fester. Millie, let's be honest. You and me were talking about malaria four weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, before anybody was talking about the drug, if you remember. Yeah, I remember that. I remember right. you mentioned we were that talking. Me. Yeah, we were talking about it. And I was also on my radio show. I mean, it's there. I did it live. I was telling people about how malaria and HIV and how if you're taking drugs, there's uh, the virulence and they were testing it out with HIV prostitutes and people that had malaria and were taking medicine. And I also told them about a new flu medication that Japan came out with that was a spinoff off their HIV medication, which kills the ability for that zipper. So you know how I said that the virus hijacks and just bypasses, says, yo, just make this stuff right yes. to your body. Well, it comes in, it needs proteins to do that or certain enzymes. This, um, uh, medication that they created blocks it from being able to replicate. Wow. And it, like, this is the medication that Trump was talking about that they yeah. were having success in treating the coronavirus. Is a, it was a mixture of uh, this anti-malaria medication and... and uh, that's the antibiotic. Yes, yeah. and uh, azithromycin, right? Yeah. z -Pak, I only ask for that. If ever I got like an ear infection or whatever, like, oh, we're going to give you... I'm like, nah, man, just give me a Z-Pak because it's five yeah. days. 
you have which is an antibiotic you know that's interesting so one of the things if you guys haven't heard about the mainstream media tried to pull a fast one anything they can to try to take out trump right or discredit him or make him look bad they try to run the story that a couple who ingested fish tank cleaner that the man died the woman critically ill you know it's it's a tragedy all right but they tried to spin it as though that was trump's fault that these people drank fish tank cleaner and mistook the fish tank cleaner chemical for the anti-malaria chemical and they ended up hurting themselves badly and the mainstream media made all these dishonest headlines saying like trump you know People die from the trying to take the medication that Trump suggested. I mean, do you remember that, Tori? Mm-hmm. No. And the thing is, they didn't tell anyone it was fish tank cleaner. They said it was anti-malaria medication. Like she yeah. still has that on there. The picture they had was, you know, of the brand name of the malaria medication, the anti-malaria medication. And I'm like, what the? And and the first thing that I said as it was a, a hydrox. What's the name of it, Tori? Hydrox. I think she said. Oh, hold on. I'll give you the name of the drug she used because there's a few of them that are being made, and I have it here because I'm writing an article about it of what I think this pandemic is because this was a pandemic that has now become an infodemic because yeah. we have no idea what is going on. It is just the most bizarre thing I've seen. Hold on. The drug that she put just- was the Nivaquin, 100 milligrams. I have the picture. NBC put that in the picture. Man died after ingesting a substance he thought would protect him. And they put the picture of the chloroquine, the brand name of it. And the thing is, that's completely dishonest. And this is why I'm telling you, this is all an infodemic. We have people calling suicide hotlines because they're scared. People are going to have PTSD, like Laura Loomer was saying. Like, this is insane. They are willing to do anything to maintain power. I think what it was, was, wasn't it um, the fish tank cleaner was... Uh, chloroquine phosphate or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then the real version, the drug, the anti-malarial drug, which is dosed in in a small dose, is uh, like hydroxychloroquine. So they're, they're completely different things. All right. Yeah, well, so well, somebody decided to look this stuff up and, and they found fish tank cleaner. They came up with a chemical name somewhat similar, but it's totally different. And it even had a fish on it. And these people took it thinking that that, that's going to prevent the coronavirus. And sadly, the man died and the woman is in critical condition. So it's a tragedy. But at the same time, it just shows the low ethics of the fake news mainstream media that they're going to exploit these people's deaths to try to go after Trump with a falsehood and a false equivalency. It's disgusting. Well, no, I agree. And, you know, this bat story, like I'm so over it. They've been eating bats for like forever. I remember my first trip to China. I kid you not. right? I went to the night market and I was like, oh, those look like pretty candies. It was seahorse. It looked like a seahorse. And I was like, oh, it reminded me of those old school candy lollipops that were like red and orange that you see like around the world in villages, especially in the Middle East. It's like their special candy. So I thought it was candy. It was literally a seahorse. And I was like, what? But they had, you know, cockroaches on a stick, bats on a stick. They've been eating this forever. So now it came from bats. Now we're going to, you know, we're going to knock them for 5,000 years of eating whatever. I don't agree with what they eat. I don't agree the fact that things that in animals that we use as pets, they find as food and treat them as such. And I don't agree with the barbarian, you know, tactics they use when they, you know, kill their food. They'll do it live. But 
come on, man. Like they really think the world is packed with stupid people. I'm dead serious. And yeah. the only zoonic transferred, you know, where we have zonosis is literally armadillo. Did you know that? Well, you Did know, you Tori, know? I, it's kind of like the fog say- of war. People don't know what's going on. It's hard to tell what's going on. And so you're not going to know. And people have come up to me and they're like, what the heck is going on? You know, I have no idea what's real and what's not. I can't tell fact from fiction, real from not. And it's like, well, you want to know why? It's because you don't fact check, do research on your own to find which sources are good sources. So when you just take sound bites from the news and you reiterate and you just get spoon fed news and information without ever going and trying to research it and cross check it, then everything will just be confusing because you won't know what, what is real and what's not. And when this side's saying one thing and the other side's saying another, you're like, what's going on? Well, the only way you know is by actually taking the things those media organizations are saying, looking it up yourself, doing that research, and then you can start to vet out what news sources are reliable. And even I when agree. you think a source is reliable, still fact check. Still do your own research. Please, okay. people. <laughs> Okay, so I want to say something to everyone that's on there now, and I want you guys to tell me what you think. Here's what I think really went down, okay? This is what I think. And this could be 100% true, and, you know, you know, I pulled out my crystal ball weeks ago. Now, this COVID-19 happened just after impeachment. Even though it was already simmering, it exploded. Now, obviously, it's something. It's not nothing. Obviously, it's spreading. It's not just happening, you know, at the rates they're telling us. So I believe that the president was surrounded by the wrong people telling him, oh, yeah, you know, media started to amplify it. Oh, my gosh, everybody, we're going to die. <laughs> the house, the, the world is on fire. You're going to die. And what is the president's wish? At first, he was like, all right, calm down, guys. The flu takes more. Are you saying this is a hoax? He's like, dude, I can't even tell the people, okay, there's something out there. We're dealing with it. We're going to. So they took it there. So his advice was. His advisor was like, nah, man, you can't say that they're overreacting, even though the flu is, you know, taking 22,000 people till today. And this is only taking two. You can't do that. You have to just, ooh, just go with it and dance. I'm sure that's what happened. Bad advice. So now he's like, all right, all right, you want to play? I'm game. Let's dance. So he's tangoing with the devil right now saying, all right, let's shut everything down. Let's do this. And in the meantime, we're paying for it. I'm a 1099. I'm paying for it. He's got these clowns putting together legislation, giving themselves raises. But here's what the whole idea was. Let's pull a fast one on him. Let's talk about how big this is. He's going to call it a hoax. We're going to get the rest of the world to panic because they're going to be in trouble because we know what this virus is about. And then we're going to impeach him with under the the 25th Amendment because he's nuts saying that it's a hoax. Right. Oh, they'll use anything to impeach. him. Right. I mean, that's that's the end goal. Right. So now he's in this CAF 22. All right. I got the Senate doing this. But in that bill, they've got a nestled. We're going to have an oversight to committee to see how he's handling how he handled the coronavirus situation. That's like a new Mueller. That's Mueller 2.0. And, you know, the minute this is passed and solid, he's done. They're going to have the COVID-19. Oh, yep. Anti-malaria, ZPAC. We're all good. Everybody go back to work. Yeah, and look at this massive bill that Trump pushed through. It was so wasteful. Look, it only helped the big corporations, even though, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard differing sides of the story here on that. But 
because it does help the you know average Americans and it does do some things to help the mom and pop businesses with the, the loan programs. But it's one of those things where uh, they're going to throw it at him regardless of what happens. Right. I mean, the but economy is going to be hurting after this shutdown. And they're going to blame that on him. See, one of the strongest points that Trump had coming into this election in 2020 was that we had this booming, amazing, great economy because of all the policies that he's put in. So what perfectly timed circumstances where, oh, my gosh, a bioweapon all of a sudden comes out. China's pointing the finger at us. And we're like, what the heck? We didn't do it. It's their virus. And meanwhile, the economy has now come to a grinding halt. Trump's put in this really awkward, horrible situation. The New World Order elites are pushing for their technocracy and their AI power grab all while this is happening. Uh, which, by the way, if you guys paid attention to not Trump's, uh, not Trump's uh, briefing today, but the day before... Trump mentioned that he is postponing the digital ID, ID, the Real ID Act, which the deadline was October 1st, 2020. And Tori and I reported on, on that and what the underlying agenda was with that and collecting everyone's biometrics and further trying to spy on Americans and misuse that information to essentially have a police state, have Big Brother. And then Trump came out the next day almost like he heard us and said, oh, we're just going to be postponing it. And he didn't even give a new deadline. So, well, yeah, but fact. even today that was discussed. So here's the thing. I oh, think Tori, one was, more thing, Tori, adjust yeah. your camera. Cause our producers be like, saying? adjust I your camera much... down. You have too much headroom. <laughs> Hold on. You know what? Why don't I just do a close up like this? But I don't know if it stands there. It won't. It's so stupid. The way that right, while Tori's yeah. doing that. Okay. That's much better. Uh, while she's doing that, uh, let's start taking some questions because I know people are probably full of questions and they want answers and Tori and I have a lot of answers. So let's go okay. through here. I'm going to read something, some of them off. So go ahead and start submitting your questions while Tori's fixing her camera. Yeah, <laughs> and, I know. Yeah. Okay. So while you guys are putting in your questions, Okay. Someone says, Kenneth Robertson, of course, this is a bioweapon. The timing of the release. Think about it. Okay, this is more like a statement, a rhetorical statement. Okay, real questions, well, please. Well, while you're, while you're looking for questions, let me put it this way. Someone said, Millie, only- do you blame the Chinese? Um, I don't blame Chinese people. I mean, Chinese people have nothing to do with the coronavirus. Uh, I don't blame the Chinese people. I mean, the Chinese government, I do believe that they had a role in it. I do believe that they covered up and they they did anything they could to benefit themselves, let themselves know about information, but not give information to other nations so that other nations didn't have the proper time. It's also interesting that China has a lot of um, unethical practices in their own government with biological testing and science experiments and the works. So in a way, I I do blame this slightly on the Chinese government, but not on the Chinese people because they're just, you know, (coughs) random people. Well, let me let me just put this out there. The only way that President Trump can win from the Democrats right now, and I'm really hoping someone around him is telling me the only way he could do is steal the power from these clowns that really matter, because if people pay attention 
it doesn't matter who was president. It mattered who was Congress and who was Senate to get whatever done. And right now we need to bypass them. And since we're at a time of war, because we have Gestapo mayors and governors popping up everywhere, which we should address, the president can do something simple. He could say, listen, man, this bill is supposed to be for the people, not adding your windmills and your museums and giving yourself a raise. Like, are you kidding? And, you know, uh, saying that you want an oversight committee with full subpoena powers to check if I did my job correctly. Okay, Tori, um, we've got another question. It says, uh, I would like to know what they said to Trump to get him to go along with shutting businesses. Okay, that they would call him crazy if he didn't. And don't put it past them. Millie, um, don't put which it past would, them. Which would then would allow for the amendment, the 25th Amendment, which would exactly. have, it would have faci- helped facilitate a coup. Exactly. That's- and the problem it. was, was the entire world was reacting to this in such a manner, like all these other nations, all these other countries, they had enough fear, everyone's panicking, they would have had everything they needed to just remove Take and him impeach out. him. Yeah, right. Quickly. And they're already talking about it right now. But here's what he has to do. Here's what he would do. And they wouldn't be able to win him back is if he says, you know what, you know, forget you. I'm not going to wait for you guys to decide what bill. Hey, Nugent, just just send them checks. Get their addresses from the IRS. Whoever filed last year, send them the checks. Tell my small businesses they're going to go here and get some money. That's all. And we don't need them. And that's it. And watch. Even if he does that, they're going to go back to impeach him and say, oh, you you abused your power. Uh, let me ask you something. Who is going to say, oh, yeah, impeach him because he abused his power and gave me money while my rent is due next week, my cell phone bill is going to be cut off. I may not have power and electric. I may not pay my car insurance or my car payment. But that is the only thing he could do. He could rip the power out of their hands and say, look, you're taking too long. Rent is due next week. We're, checks are already being printed. Forget you. That's what he needs to do. And that's how he can make this in his court. And he needs to pull the ball back into his court. If I was his strategist, that's the first thing I would say. I'd be like, you know what? Cojona time. Let's just say we're printing checks. That's it. And if you haven't filed your taxes because you're over 65 or because you made less than whatever the limit is, there's a page on the IRS, submit your information, we'll post you a check. Now they want to do it through unemployment insurance. They want to give you digital currency that's kind of like digital credits that are monitored by the Federal Reserve. But guess what? You can't exchange it for paper dollar because you're poor and you're not allowed to have dollar bills. Like, are we kidding? Like, uh, how is any senator that is a Republican sitting there saying, well, you know, this is a good compromise. No, it's not. It's just for the people. It has nothing to do with so, the So, Tori, here's another, here's another one. Uh, there's a lot of questions coming in here, so let's try to uh, keep them moving, you know? There's a ton of really good questions. Go. Yeah, okay, so here's a, here's a tweet that... Uh, Law and Crime News just put out, says HHS Inspector General to investigate whistleblower complaint on Trump admin's handling of COVID-19 outbreak. Oh, my gosh. This is breaking I told you. I told you. Wow. So while we're live on air, this Mm -hmm. news breaks that says that they're already going to be investigating a whistleblower complaint about Trump's handling of COVID-19. Do you know why? Do you know why? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. You want me to tell you why? You want me to tell you why? Because he asked, why can't why can't other doctors see it? Why can't private companies see it? 
Because I ask the same question to all my friends that are pathologists. What the heck? So you're just swabbing it, packing it, and sending it? Yep, basically. Like, so I'm, I've am i put my hard-earned debt, you know, <laughs> my yeah. educational debt, to work. And I'm doing the math. And it's just not adding up. These clowns will do anything. These people are sick, literally. And they will do anything. I mean, remember when they were trying to do HIV? Um, uh, what was her name? Joyce Ann? A uh, single black mother with a child that was 14 years old. She was pregnant. She was an hourly worker, you know, great lady. She goes in. Oh, you're four months pregnant. Great. They scan her. And so we like, have a comment wanted- from Rick. Um, we have a comment from Rick Harrow. Okay. Democrat rats must pay at the ballot box. Time to purge a swamp. So it looks like uh, the people are pretty angry about this story from what I can tell. And here's another question. It says from Jonathan Shaw, it says, have either of you met a person who was sick from coronavirus? Doesn't it seem funny that we don't see any images of overcrowded hospitals in the U.S.? That is interesting. But here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. They're already making phone calls with insurance companies asking people that are at risk. Like for me, you know, I have a health condition, right? Mm -hmm. And they called me a couple of times. I was like, dude, I ain't contributing your data. Piss off. And I hung up literally did. And this is what everybody else should do because there's nobody there. The COVID screenings are rubbish. They're doing it to everyone that thinks they might have it because they're panicking, right? And they're all going in there and taking tests today during the press conference. Did all of you hear it? Oh, they want to test And the real question is, what are they doing with that DNA? I mean, because they're taking a mouth swab. Do they really need to take a mouth swab? I mean, when they would do the flu, they would stick that little pipe cleaner thing up your nose. Why are they taking a mouth swab? I don't know. It's just interesting. Well, like I said, um, the, 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 today at the presser, what was very interesting, and I love my president for being as transparent as he can, considering the situation that they blocked him into. Man, he should just hire regular Joe <laughs> to be his cabinet, seriously. But, or actual people that can think but, um, and that are not specialists. But here's, here's the thing. Um, he said that they wanted that Burks and these PEPFAR clowns, because, you know, Burks, Fauci and Pence all work together on this whole AIDS scam, which we'll get to if we want later. Um, but they wanted to test every single American, 365 million Americans. So wait a minute. They wanted to mandate testing. Millie, do you know what that means? Every single one of us would have our DNA in the database. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they wanted to do with the whole uh, Real ID situation yes. and the biometrics. So they want it. Wait a second. Why are the Democrats pushing so hard that Trump, I mean, you could hear him at the presser. Trump, why aren't you wanting to push for 300 mi- million Americans to all get tested for coronavirus? Shouldn't every American be tested for it? And he's like, no, we don't need that. Why would we need that? Like, if you have symptoms, sure, go get tested. But why does every single American need to have their mouth swabbed right before we're, you know, it coincidentally going to institute a new ID program that collects all your biometrics. I mean, give me oh, a break. Speaking of ID, just so you guys understand. So right now where I'm locked out of Twitter, I'm locked out because apparently there was behavior making me look like a bot, right? Which was stupid. <laughs> but what they wanted to do was confirm that it was me. So they were like, let's send you a text. Guys, they can't send me a text because their text is not to verify my phone number. It's to get the address of my device. And because my device is a secure device, it doesn't work like that. 
So they have to find an alternate method. I just want you to know that every time you confirm your phone number with Twitter, you know, where they make you do it, it's not because they want to see, oh, is that your digit? No, they get your device identification. So that way they can lock you out completely from the platform, from that device forever and ever and ever. Now, saying about the test, Millie, mm -hmm. think they're putting it on a database. The only people running these tests are some lab somewhere that's been designated by the CDC. President Trump can't say, can I see something? Can you like show me, explain it to me like a four-year-old. What am I looking at? Like if I was him, that's what I'd be doing. Take me down there. I want to see it with my own eyes. Show me the dead person and show me the coronavirus in there. Like, let me get independent people like me. I totally volunteer. I know how to run all the machines down to Helios, which TJ. And okay. Arizona okay. Well, had. here's the thing, Tori. We have seen images of people that have had the virus and families. We've seen articles where mothers have spoken out. Oh, even my young, my daughter who was kind of younger had it and died. I mean, we've seen news articles. Look, here are some of the people that died. We've seen videos of people being interviewed who had it, who were in the hospital, like, pretty much on ventilators saying, hey, you know, I didn't take it serious. So we have seen those things. And I, I'm sorry, I just don't believe that that's all like some made up thing. Like, I don't believe Okay, that. well, let me, well, let me remind you of something. So that way, like people get around. sick, people get flus. I think this thing really is in circulation. But is it really as scary and chalk bad and chalked up as they're saying? Probably not because we know that the media generates a lot of their income from people's fear and creating hysteria. And it's good ratings for them. Everyone's just on TV watching the news all day now because, oh, we're, we're so terrified. We're so scared of the coronavirus. So, of course, they're going to be inflating the hysteria. Well, Millie, here's the thing. Um, not a lot of people know what DADES is. Do you guys know what DADES I'll tell you what DADES is. It's like the division that you know, Fauci comes from, okay? It's like the AIDS division. Um, and they have like, um, look, I don't trust that division only because in early 2000, we had people within the NIH, within the division of AIDS, DAIDS, which is the chief branch of AIDS, HIV and AIDS research with the National Institute of Health, literally poisoned people that didn't have HIV and they told them they had HIV. They were testing drugs on them. They were telling them they were sick when they weren't sick or they were infecting them in order to test on them. And here's the thing. There was um, a doctor, a molecular biologist who wrote this whole thing. He, t he looked at the case and I urge everybody, look, in the age of information, uh, you know, ignorance is definitely a choice. OK, so this is the story of Joyce Ann Hafford, single mom living alone with her 13 year old Jamal in Memphis, Tennessee. And after she finds out she's pregnant with her second child, they tell her, Oh, maybe you want to do an age test. She's like, well, boy, I don't think I got AIDS. I didn't do stuff like that. You know, I got one yeah. partner and we're good. And they were like, just do it. And they convinced her she had AIDS. Like, what is she going to say? No. And then Harvard, right? The specific division that was financially founded by Epstein confirmed that she had AIDS. Okay. And they said, Oh, you know, sometimes there's a false positive when you're pregnant. They had a bunch of people on these experimental drugs, convincing them that they're all sick. All of them. This woman died and the autopsy showed that she had toxicity to the medicine, the retrovirals that were giving her that's what killed her because they were trying to test to see what drugs work and what don't. So right now, you know, when people say, Oh, that's just a concern, man, there's cases. 
And the thing is, you can't even talk about it. We have Timothy Cunningham, who worked for the CDC. In the I mean, I, that's, I, I get it. I mean, that's really weird. And why do things like that happen? I mean, it doesn't even make sense to do that. I mean, you, there's plenty of poor people in Africa that would be that have HIV that would probably be willing to take experimental yeah, we drugs. Infected I mean, them. that doesn't even make, make sense. Okay, so here's another one from Jonathan Shaw. It says, that's why they were pushing Ancestry.com so hard. I've always felt they're yes. trying to catalog us. So, Tori, uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think they're cataloging us? I mean, they have been. 23andMe, uh, you know, was actually owned by the wife of the dude at Google. Like, come on, guys. It's not rocket science. Yeah, I mean, 23, uh, Ancestry, 23andMe, if you look at some of the disclaimers on their website, they even say, oh, we may share this information or sell it to third parties. So I wonder who those third parties might be. I don't know. Well, it's whatever is under Obamacare, because here's the other weird thing. You know how everyone was like, oh, my God, how could the Nevada governor say I'm banning anyone getting this medication, you know, for anti-malarial maybe? Well, if you actually read Obamacare, your doctor can be told what your insurance can tell you what you're allowed to get covered for. And because they pay, and that's the same precedent precedent that falls on the governor who manages Medicaid, just so you guys know. So that is something that, you know, you're going to see a lot of, but, um, you know, Here's another I'm, question. Um, I, I do feel like this is somewhat relevant to the coronavirus subject, but it says, why is Bill Gates in prison? Why isn't Bill know. Gates in prison? So why go to prison when you could take his money and distribute it as, you know, checks? You know, you t- you hurt them. Putting him in prison, how is that going to help? It's not going to help. We're not going to see these clowns go walk of shame. I've been saying it from day one. We're never going to see them walk down the aisle, ringing the bell like they did at Game of Thrones, stinging shame, shame. Okay, so another question from Patriot Lewis. Do you think the panic could do more harm than the virus? And honestly, this is what I've been saying from the beginning. I think the panic has the potential to do way more harm than the virus. I think the virus is, you know, although it could kill some people, so far the numbers we're looking at, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as bad as what everyone's saying. And hey, people could say, well, that's because everyone's quarantining. That's because we're slowing the curve. So, I mean, it's really going to, it's really going to be like a balancing act um, as to whether or not we're, we're going to be able to correlate uh, if the quarantine actually did that much versus was the virus even that fatal? Just because when you look at the numbers of all the young people and the, in the lower age groups, how, most of these people are just getting colds. I mean, and flu contributes to a lot of deaths as well, yet we don't shut down the entire economy because there's a flu and because the elderly at risk for flu. I mean, I guess they say, oh, well, because there's flu shots, right? We can give the elderly flu shots, but you can't give the elderly a coronavirus shot. Well, for a very long time, you couldn't give elderly flu shots and flu shots are not even really that effective because oftentimes you still get the flu or the flu changes and mutates and you get a different version of flu. I mean, so how do they know which flu is going to be the right flu in circulation? Because the problem is viruses mutate, right, Tori? And that's what we're seeing happen with coronavirus. It mutates. So even if they do create a vaccine, is it even going to be the right version of coronavirus? Well, okay. So I saw a question that I want to address, but you're right. Flu shots don't work. You can't vaccinate against an RNA. It mutates. It's not going to be the same. And on top of that, 
you, if you're Muslim, you don't want a flu shot because you're doing haram because they're giving you piggy cells because you got to put the flu virus in something to inject you. You don't just like throw a virus in you. It has to be in a vector. Kind of like if you catch the virus from someone, it's from a booger, water, something on a surface to be transferred into you. So um, that on the, on the flu shots. Now I wanted to say, I saw a lot of stuff here. You said something that really triggered me, <laughs> which was the flatten the curve. So mm -hmm. President Trump said that today, right? Was it today or yesterday, last night, right? He said it last night. Or was it this, shoot. See, the uh. days are blur. I think like they're doing this, this crap on purpose. Keeping it's us okay, Tori. We won't hold it against you. They've but done like so many pressers yeah. recently. So Right. So, But the first time I heard it was from Tom Hanks from Greenland in a bunker where he said flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. And for all of you that think he's in Australia, the barcode on the top, you run it enough. And I've got a lot of friends that are big nerds. <laughs> and actually one of yours that helped out on blowing things up, it ran down to a bunker. So he was the first one that said it. So it set the alarm bells off for me when I heard him because why would he say flatten the curve? Who's giving him that? And that's my message. Like if I could sit down with the president, like I have before, before he was president, I'd be like, yo. Who told you flatten the curve? You got to fire them like right now. Because that's the lingo that I heard from the celebrities and that I've seen going on the back channels, you know, from the secret accounts, kind of like the one Comey had, Hillary Clinton has. I mean, I could pull one up right now if I wanted to, but I'm trying to be good so I could get back on yeah. Twitter. But that's the thing. I would remove that person from my office. And I know who it is. It's the PEPFAR group. Speaking of PEPFAR, and you mentioned Ohio, I just wanted to say this. Guys, take a listen to this. So this is just how weird it is because a guy actually asked a question. There's no presidential seal, right? Something that we talked about too, Millie, mm -hmm. last time. I want to tell you something about this presidential seal stuff. Well, you can address that. I'll talk about the Ohio thing. In the state okay. of Ohio, or like in every state, the governor has to sign all these declarations. Like, I'm putting off elections, signature. I'm blocking you all at home. Don't get out, signature, right? Mm. Guess what? The governor of Ohio hasn't signed one order. It's actually some chick named Amy Acton, who's the director of health or something. But guess what? She's also part of this PEPFAR posse. You know, PEPFAR is the presidential AIDS response BS group. Pence was part of it. Fauci was part of it. This um, Burke's chick was part of it. Who, by the way, sent a letter in 2019 oh, to Yovanovitch. Uh, one, one thing here. For those of you who think, you know, and might be upset at the president right now, like thinking he should just turn the economy back on, undo all these emergencies and these stay-at-home orders with a flip of a switch. It's much more complicated than that because many of these states are doing their own emergency declarations, you know, and we are the United States. So states in a way do have states rights and they have their governors. So it might be a battle, even if Trump were to just try to say an executive order or say, hey, we're not doing this. We're going back on track. Tori, do you think that if he were to do that, that we would see some resistance in some of these Democrat states? Well, what I'm seeing is even in the state of Ohio, they're not valid orders unless there's something in the Ohio legislation that we missed that says that the health director is in charge because her signature is on postponing the primary elections and on the stay at play, stay in your place, stay at home, lock yourself away. We don't want to see you order. So she put her signature, not the governor. The governor announced it. Her name is on it. 
She signed it. Why does she have more authority than the governor? That's question number one. Question number two is, why is a mayor in Los Angeles telling people that if you don't abide by the order, you're turning off your electric, you're turning off your, your water, you need to abide. This is Gestapo tactics, and the president is letting it happen. Because you know what? I always like to say it. He's going to let them pull their own pants down. Because that's the only way. He's the best rope salesman. They're hanging themselves slowly since they put him in this ditch right now. Okay, so, so you're right. They are hanging themselves and they're actually hurting themselves. <coughs> and one of the things that we might not be thinking about here is how do you starve the deep state? If the deep state, which is criminal organizations and intelligence communities, etc., are getting a lot of their money from black ops, from selling you know, drugs, human trafficking, you name it. We've we've all heard about Iran-Contra. We've heard about uh, the de- the weapons dealing and everything else. So if the government still is making their money from those markets, if you completely stop the economy, I can't imagine that it would be, still be easy to be running drugs in the country and, and running human trafficking and running all these things. So it's going to actually hurt that that uh, illegal black market, which is advertently going to hurt the deep state as well, if that's where they get their money from. I mean, what's your take on the whole how the black market might be being affected by this and and maybe Trump's ability to use what was meant for evil, evil for good? Well, I think that they put him in this trap. They amplified something that didn't need amplification. And this could have been under a good guise to use it for good. We have 150,000 sealed indictments. NBC, there's already chatter from two days ago from my sources, because I got eyes everywhere. And they're talking about indictments. Nobody knows who they're for. And they're coming. So good. And you know where they're coming from? What General Milley did. This is where you're seeing stuff is happening. So while the world's on fire and they're all dying of coronavirus, right? Everyone's like, ah, panic, close our borders. The Africans are like, get out. You don't look like you're from here. Out. You know, all this is going on. We've got operations that are going on. You know, in the in the beginning of March, down in San Luis in in California, right? Mm-hmm. San Luis, so Obispo County. Am I saying it right? A guy tried to commit suicide. He was like a, a council, like head council, whatever district member. So this guy tries to commit suicide after the FBI raided his office. Now everybody started to go back. Oh, it's because he sent threatening emails to some radio host, and he's corrupt and. Quid pro play, <laughs> quid pro quo, yeah. pay for play, all this stuff. But what they didn't do is the math. The guy moved there in 1995 as a professor for the university right there, right? For the Polytechnic Institute. A year later, a girl named Kristen Smart, who, by the way, just came back in the news, right? At the end of January, her name just came back in the news, was went missing. And this guy is super tied with Schiff. Schiff is super tied with that guy. Then we see Huber, who's busy doing all these indictments, focusing on some loser that's threatening Schiff. Like, why would he prosecute him? The only way he would is if this guy is falling into his investigations and his purview of what he is investigating. Like I reported months ago, after Ed Buck was arrested, Schiff knows So this is what is really happening. So we're using this ability to just flush it out. And I think they amplified it. So people are distracted with the virus. He played along and now it's out of control. So he's going to play it safe. 
I mean, he could never turn around and tell the people, you know, guys, I had a feeling it was a hoax. I'm sorry, you know, we disrupted. Because then, you know, you have your closed-minded people. How dare you? You should have just stood up. And it's like, it's not that black and white. So Okay, he's, so, he's so, he, so here's another interesting thing here uh, relating to the whole black markets thing. Uh, what about the issue that we have 13 million illegal immigrants in the country and many of which are in these sanctuary cities. Now, we know that the government is going to be providing bailout money, essentially, to Americans, Americans with Social Security numbers, you know, Americans. So what's going to happen to the 13 million illegal immigrants that are here when they can't make money and they can't pay their bills or they can't uh, eat any food? Uh, are they going to start running around like, you know, rioting or looting or are they going to leave the country? I mean, these are all questions that I have and I'm I'm wondering what oh, is going good. to be the long lasting result of that. I mean, that's just I don't I don't expect that you have the answer, Tori. I don't. I, 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 I've already foreseen that, you know, mm-hmm. with my little math calculation, because I when you told me that on the phone the other day, mm-hmm. I thought about it. And I ran it through my algorithms to say the probability outcome. The highest probability is that they turn themselves in in the end. Because right now, yeah, right now we see that the Democrats are demanding that it goes through unemployment. Right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's commanded at a state level. And that way, you know, they give, uh, you know, illegal migrants benefits for being unemployed. You know that, right? And it doesn't go through the IRS. It doesn't go through, you know, um, you know, the, the, the treasury department that has to do federal checks. Yeah. But see the bill says the allotments for American citizens though. Right. Right. I mean, Um, it didn't say there was going to be funding for it says citizens. Hmm. So remember California calls them citizens. New York calls them citizens and other people find them. And I'm not saying they shouldn't eat, but they'll have to turn themselves in. This is going to make it a lot easier for us and they will turn themselves in. Because they don't want to get sick. Let's ride this wave of panic and let's get it on. But what I'm saying is the way to bypass this and get them to turn themselves in and get a good picture of who these illegal migrants are and where they're harbored and who they are, right? And many of them have been illegal because they came in here as kids. Not their fault. I get it, right? As little children, obviously, it's their fault if they're over 18 and haven't applied themselves. That is inexcusable. But but then the ones gonna, that don't want to turn themselves in that might be criminals or might be gang members. Will still I mean, continue they, crime. Yeah, they're going to still continue crime, right? But they're also going to be being kind of starved out in a way. Like, it's going to be hard to be doing their, their usual, I think, during the, the lockdowns. Well, yeah. And, you know, this, this coronavirus is going to give us a lot. Uh, the fact that they put him into this trap is fine. He figured out the trap. He's like, all right, let's play. Suddenly, well, you know, well, we've heard YMCA. a lot of the Democrats kind of STFU, so to speak, about the wall and about border protection, haven't we? I mean, that that just kind of came to a grinding halt when all of a sudden Trump's policies for having closed borders or having secure borders becomes a benefit in a situation like a pandemic, right? Yeah, and, and the people that are getting sick, I mean, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, you know, Uh, The creep, the one that they called the God, right? Didn't they refer to him as the best man? And he's like so godly, right? That guy in isolation got coronavirus. I mean, how highly specific is that? I mean, did any other prisoners get coronavirus? Nope. I checked. It was just him. So it's kind of funny how we're using this coronavirus instead of 
packing up our prisons. I'm going to tell you what, Millie, this is a, this is video wise. My, the people that listen to me on the radio know that I do this. I'm going to tell you that right after Passover, which is the 19th of April, right? Where it ends the Passover week. And, and then it's like the historical Christian, you are going to see our prisons fill up with so many criminals. It's not even going to be funny. And we are going to ride this wave, but the only mistake that right now I see the president doing is not stealing the thunder from Pelosi, which is sending the checks directly to the people. Forget this legend. We don't need legislation. Why do we need legislation? Are we expecting this to happen again in the future? Forget it. Send him checks. I want the people to eat. They got rent to pay. If he does that, he's a god. There's no socialist that right now is sitting there that can't work at Starbucks. I know my Starbucks in my area is closed, right? Can't work at Starbucks to pay off their French degree and gender studies, which is very helpful. <laughs> yeah, know, because can. if you think about it, the Democrats are going to challenge it if he does it as an executive order, because how horrible will they look to the American people if they were to challenge it? Well, it's not an executive order. There's no presidential seal. Oh, that's right. That's right. It would just be like a, a, a wartime power commander in chief. Right. Order. And if they want to say that he's abused his powers and they want to impeach him for that, impeach it. Impeach it when everybody else had food in their belly, rent paid, bills paid and money in their pocket. And we They're need to make sure that, that the, the, the small businesses are taken care of because, you know, oftentimes we see the rhinos and the Democrats will push for these bills that only help the big billion dollar corporations, which, yeah, they do employ people and whatnot. But the mom and pops are going to be hit the hardest because they don't have that cush, you know, savings. And, you know, some of them don't have the access to the loans. That's why, though, uh, it, that this new bill, one good thing about it is that they are opening up these loans. So it's like a loan system where y you can get a loan from a bank and continue paying your employees. And then that bank can be paid off by what taxpayers. So it, it is going to provide something, some bit of relief for the mom and pops. Well, for the mom and pop shops, they're the ones that are hit the hardest, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the big businesses. People are like, Oh my God, you're giving big bills. Well, if Walmart can't pay its employees, they're all screwed and they yeah. have a lot of employees. And if, you know, they can't pay, they all don't have jobs. They all don't have insurance. That's another thing. When you can't pay your insurance premium, what do you do? Not get health care? I'm just saying there's all these things. These mom and pops, not a lot of them have good credit. I know a lot of business owners that have businesses and barely make ends meet because they had a rough patch, you know, a couple of years ago and they can't qualify for things. But here's the thing. We don't want to give them debt. We want to just give them money. You know, I mean, we just want to give them money. We want to keep them happy. But then on the other hand, what we're giving loans, we're giving money to the workers, but then the small businesses are supposed to pay, pay the, whoa, my, my camera is not being friendly. I really need someone to come and set that up properly. <laughs> but what we're doing is, is like, we're, we're giving um, loans to businesses. We're paying workers and we're giving loans to businesses to pay the workers. So the workers are getting double the pay. I mean, I'd like that. You know, I want my employer to pay me, even though it's the government. I want them to pay me twice, but it's not going to happen. So we have to be realistic with this, and it has to go directly to the person. No middleman. We all know middlemen are the worst thing. This is how they skim off the top and create these black holes where you can't see anything. So what he needs to do is take the power away from all of them and say, you know what? Just print the checks. Send them out. Did you not get a check? Go file it on this website. One website. Put your information on your finish. You're a business, you want a loan, 
submit to this website, we'll send you a check, period. That's how we have to do it. And the loans better be forgiven to the small businesses. Yeah, that's what I, I think. mean, as long as the American people are taken care of and our economy can recover, I think that Trump will be able to bounce back from this. If this continues on and the economy just goes completely into the dirt and they lose control because people start protesting and rioting and going crazy, then I feel like this is going to be a hard thing for him to recover from. And I think that that was the purpose here. Purpose is, uh, let's see what happens. Let's create all this panic. I know that this is a broader sense because a lot of people would say, hey, you know, well, why would all these countries be doing this? Look, there is a virus coronavirus but there's also an uh, a grander agenda going on here when you have the global id 2020 phase and we have all these uh world leaders wanting to rein in on a new world order government so tori and i will continue pushing the news and getting you guys the information and giving you proper analysis answering your questions uh you guys can continue to support me directly by going to Millie Weaver on Subscribestar and donating. I really appreciate it. I know everyone's being hit hard right now economically, but everybody is. You know, I that means I'm being hit too, and you know we need the support that we can get. Uh, YouTube just recently hit me with a bunch of copyright strikes. I'm not sure how much longer they're going to even allow me to monetize some of my videos. I'm hit with demonetizations all the time, so please continue to support me so I can continue to you know, pay some of the extra camera guys I have around and crew that I need. So go to Millie Weaver on Subscribestar. Also, you guys can support my work by going to InfoWarsStore.com and making a purchase. Um, right now they have 50% off of the Real Red Pill Plus, which is great. And they also have uh, 50% off of the Real Red Pill. So uh, that's a daily boost of zinc and preglinone that can help your health and help your life and zinc is a good thing for immunity so i mean infowars store has a lot of really great supplements vitamin supplements nutraceuticals uh the ultimate fish oil they have um the super blue toothpaste that has the colloidal silver in it they've got colloidal silver as well which has been known to have some antiviral effects not saying, just a disclaimer, not saying that this is going to cure you of the coronavirus, okay? Because there aren't studies that could, you know, test on that necessarily right now. But, hey, it never hurts to take things that are antiviral and that help boost your immunity in times like these. So, thank you so much, Tori. Thanks for joining me. And um, I'm kind of going to have Tori palling along with me on a lot of these recent live stream uploads. Uh, she's also locked down under this quarantine Wait. and we've just been talking on the phone and, and meshing ideas and working together trying to sort all of this out. So we will be doing another live stream within the next couple of days. So thank you so much, Tori. You rock, girl. Tell people thank where you, you can find where they can find you. Well, they could. Well, they're going to have to come to my Tori Says page on Facebook until Twitter, you know, releases me from uh <laughs> That and I'm live Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern time on Red State Talk Radio. Um, you know, guys, just make sure you tell Trump to veto this. And I went to the mailbox today and looked for my Trump box. It wasn't there, so I was disappointed. I have a feeling he's printing them and he's going to go way over them. I'm really hoping he's going to do that. 
So just pray and we're going to be fine. You and your families are safe. So, awesome. Well, thanks so night. much, Tori. All right. Good night, guys. Thank you so much again for listening and palling along with us. I enjoyed your questions. I enjoyed some of your comments on here. They were happening so fast I could barely get through them all. But thank you so much. I really appreciate your guys' support. This is Millie Weaver signing off.